If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody. Welcome to our Soccer's Overtime Zoom podcast interviews, and it's Pardo Week. We've had Child's Week, we've had Farber Week. We're talking to the great players of our San Diego Soccer's during COVID quarantine. Craig Elston back uh, from the back room here in La Mesa, and joining me from his place, not in Texas, just with, <laughs> with a Lone Star flag behind him, is our dear friend, Boris Pardo, brought to you by Calafino Tequila. And uh, Boris, thank you so much, buddy. I appreciate the time. Uh, Soccer fans appreciate the time as well. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Craig. Appreciate it. Um, quick, quick, uh, quick note. This is yeah. actually the lane flag. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, are you, I said you're not from Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just didn't yeah, I know. mention I Chile. A lot. My friends mess with me a little bit. They're like, what is that? That's the Chilean flag. Well, you know, that's that's a great place to jump off from, isn't it, Boris? Why not, why don't I try and recover this to my benefit as a uh, as an interviewer? Because I maybe a lot of folks don't know anything about your background and they just see Queens, New York uh in the program, which is really only part of the story, right? Yeah, um, so, you know, I was born in Queens and um, was raised on the East Coast in um, New York, New Jersey, but my uh, both my parents were born in Chile. Um, I would go every every summer, go see my family and be down there for about three months and uh, just kind of get to know everybody and very close uh, to my immediate family. So, yeah, just Chile has always been, been a place in my heart that I'm traveling to visit every single year. Interesting. When was the last time that you were there? Well, um, I want to say it was several years ago. I want to say about five, four years ago. Um, it's been hard to travel now, uh, being you know, it's kind of busy throughout throughout the year working. So it's kind of hard to get away as much as yeah. I used to. Yeah, um, I do need to make a trip back there. So. Awesome, awesome. Um, well, we've got a whole bunch of things to catch up here with on part of week. Um, and let's kind of start with the obvious, which is that we're stuck here in stasis, right? Every, everybody is doing their best. Everyone's doing what they can do to try and stay home, try and crush this curve, try and keep Californians safe, San Diegans safe here where we live. Uh, and, and state by state, they're doing whatever they're doing, man. But uh, for the MASL, it's, it, it was happening all the way until it just wasn't. 
anymore. I mean, have you ever had a more dissatisfying? I don't know. What's more dissatisfying? Hitting pause or, or losing in the playoffs, you know? I mean, that's yeah. one way to end a season. This is a, definitely a one we've never experienced. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what to say about <laughs> I have no idea what to say about it. it I think Craig said it best. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said, but I remember laughing out loud uh, how it was just – short-lived and it's just and just this empty feeling you know and you know what could have been or or whatnot but you know just a lot of respect to the teams that have, have given forth given forth all their efforts and and it would have been a definitely a challenging postseason for sure are you down for the idea of trying to put something together just at a time down the road not saying hey next month or whenever but maybe a one site, one site, mini playoff, something to try and put a capstone to 2020. I, I don't, I don't think that would make any sense at all in my opinion. Because uh, I mean, yeah, guys, like who knows who's, who's doing anything, you know, some guys may not be working out. Some guys are keeping, right. keeping up with workouts. Um, plus when you, when you start to play over that long a period of time, you start to gel as a team and have this chemistry. And then if you take this long of a break and go back into it, it's like starting a season without a preseason and yeah. you're all sixes and sevens everywhere. So it's like, it doesn't make any sense. And, um, you know, I think leagues around the world are starting to, um, starting to do like France, for example, they just gave the championship to PSG. And and I think other countries are going to follow. I think Liverpool is going to get it for England. I think everybody's already knowing that's going to happen. It's just a matter of time when. Um, and for us, I think you know, it, whoever was um, the number one team in the league, you know, record-wise or 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 whatnot, I, or you know, co-champion, whatever, what have you. I just depends on the league. So I don't know what the league's going to do, but I don't think yeah. playing out of playoffs would, would even be a smart idea. Um, but I may be saying something the fans may not want to hear, so <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm up to play whenever. Um, no, I appreciate that answer, though, Boris, because I think everybody's nature is to want to play. But then when you get into the nature of this, and I said this actually um, back on Soccer's Overtime with Jerry at, at 13 points when we did the Season is Canceled podcast, and we kind of speculated to the summer. And I said, if they do that and they put – a summer thing together, that team won a weekend tournament. It's not the MASL champion because the MASL champion had to get through the MASL season. You know, yeah. uh, I would liken it to if you ever watched the game Survivor. You know, if you had 33 days on the island and then you all went home and then yeah. you turned up for four days on an island. Like, it's not quite the same as, as being out there for the whole 39 days. So the journey was ended for every team, uh, it was all ended at the same time. But, yeah, restarting it doesn't recreate, uh, mm. in my opinion either, uh, what could have been or what would have been. Yeah, yeah. Well, regardless, we move on, right? And yeah. as such, it's a time to kind of reflect on the season. And from the San Diego soccer standpoint, boy, so many big wins – Tough losses, great performances at home, uh, big-time challenges on the road. And in the end, do you feel like this is – how do you feel the Soccers can build upon a season like they just had 
you know, with 15 wins, six losses, but the schedule that you played? I thought the schedule was great. Um, it was difficult, but I think you need a difficult schedule to test yourself and to, to fix out those kinks for the postseason because that's ultimately what you want to be prepared for. We're a team that is good enough to make the postseason, so you have to um, consistently, I mean, um, not to take anything away from other teams, but, you know, the soccer's that we've been in the postseason consistently. Um, so, you know, you have to plan ahead, make the season difficult, challenge yourself with some games. Playing in Baltimore was great because um, it's just such a challenge to play there with, with the caliber players they have. And then for them coming out here, that was great. A little trade-off, you know, uh, home and away. Milwaukee would have been great to play in Milwaukee. Um, I mean, I've, I've had experience playing there when I was with KC. So um, I enjoyed playing there. I love the atmosphere it's, it, and the turf. It's great. Uh, playing against Milwaukee is it's eye-opening for a team because they just expose you and your weaknesses everywhere on the field. So playing them um, definitely helps. And I think, um, you know, teams like Florida, Milwaukee, all the East Coast teams, they – you know, it's 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 difficult to play out there with those with those caliber teams. Not to take anything away from our conference, um, we have very strong teams, but they just have a very rich history of having consistently solid teams and being difficult uh, to make the postseason. Um, but again, I don't want to open up a can of worms. I'm not saying anything in that sense. You know, playing Monterey is difficult. Ontario, Tacoma, those teams are are very 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 strong. So it's, it's never an easy game. The, the thing I feel the most robbed of from 2019-2020 is the San Diego-Monterey Western Conference Final. And right when I say that, I'd like to just right away tip my cap to the MVP, Frank Tayu and Uzi. Because if they're listening, you know, then they're saying, hey, hey, hang on. We were going to eliminate you in the first round. Yeah. We, we were, we were going to take you out. And, we, and we'll never know. None of us will ever know. But – it felt like from the day that Vaca's ball went ding, ding, dong and, and, and rolled in against us in overtime, which was April 28, 2019, it felt like every day from that day forward was counting down to the next San Diego Monterey game that mattered. And given the two-leg nature, it was going to be in Monterey and it was going to be a game to try and, and, and win it and go to the Ron Newman Cup final or to have them get us again and I just thought, even dating back to the World Cup, that everything was pointing to this one thing that then never just got the chance to happen. Yeah, I mean, I actually saw that game on repeat, like everybody else is doing, watching old games on repeat, um, on replay. So, uh, I mean, Monterey, let's, let's, I want to be very honest and, and clear, you know, like they had their chances to win that game before Ivaka shot. Um, you know, Tayu had a couple of chances. I would say Aguilar had a chance to put it away instead of laying it off, and that we saved it off the line. Um, you know, Segura was – I think that was Segura who was on the line who, who blocked it for us. Um, you know, we had chances, too, at, just before that, uh, yeah. that finish with Vodka. We had a game to, to – we had a chance to end it, and Reynoso came up big. So, you know, it was, it's a back-and-forth battle. It's, it's always a great – stage when it's when it comes to Monterey and us um but with with Frank and and, uh, and those players going over to uh, Ontario I think Ontario was was just getting uh they were they were generating a lot of steam to push forward 
Um, but you can't really say because, you know, what it could have should have. So you can't really say, oh, Ontario was going to make the postseason because at that situation, they were very close to not being in. So that's true. It, it's a lot of people say, oh, you know, we could have been, you know, it would have been us. And would, I, mean, eh. I mean, we were in the picture. Monterey was in the picture. The other two teams were still yet to be set. So, I mean, that is the truth. Um, and that's uh, the mathematics of it. So people could say, oh, it could have, would have, you know, could have, would have, yeah. should have, but we'll never know. We'll never know. It, yeah. It, soccer's went two and one against Ontario. Fury did win that last game, seven they to did. three. They, they won that they, one. They played a very good game. Very good game all around. Um, and they were, they looked like a complete team when we played them. Absolutely. It's part of week here. We're talking to our keeper, uh, Boris, at this stage in your career now, coming off of an MVP season, you know, goalkeeper of the year, playing every game for us, last year settled right back into that role at the point where Diego Arriaga's uh, visa issue popped up. Uh, before, he was at least giving you a chance to have a backup. Now you were back into being in every game, game in, game out. Uh, how do you manage your body at this stage in your career to ensure that you have that needed longevity over the course of a season from start to finish? Um, well, I mean, I don't, to be honest, I never look at it as managing my body. It feels up to me. I'll play. I want to play every single game. Um, and I'll suck, I'll suck it up. I'll play with, with injury, whatever. So, I mean, that I got to say, that's the coach's decision. So his decision is to manage, um, body and, and, and playing time, which, you know, his call. And I completely respect that, but it feels up to me as a player. I think every player would understand and respect that, you know, you want to be selfish in that aspect and play because you love playing and enjoy the competition. And with Diego coming in the picture, it was just almost, you know, just a challenge even more to push yourself in practice and, and to, and to um, kind of, kind of put things in perspective you know it's like okay you never really told everything from a coaching staff of what their plan is whether it's a backup whether it's somebody that's your replacement or not so they keep you on your toes and and I think um you know that's just what you do as a coach you bring players in to help strengthen the team you bring players in to look forward to the future and I think Diego is a fantastic goalkeeper and and a number one so um it was just it just worked out you know with uh, with some situations where you know games to fit him in because it wasn't easy when I first came here with being behind Chris right at uh, you know I had to ease into some games just like the first game I played at home against Kansas City you know it's like you know come on <laughs> you know like <laughs> I'm looking back I saw that game I'm like ah well I could have done better on on a hand you know a number of, at least two or three of those goals um but it's a different beast when you play in San Diego um different amount of pressure so to ease Diego in was definitely the plan this year and and who knows maybe next year he'll have more games you know it's the coach's decision but whatever they make I I respect I'm going to compete and um and in my mind I'm always going to want to be the number one well you're the number one of the soccers it's I mean I I love hearing the fire at Forest Pardo the thing that makes me want to follow up on is that I, I kind of was looking, right, because it's part of week, so I've been going back, looking at your career stats, 
you know, looking at your time uh, with the Missouri Comets MISL and then Wichita B-52s back to Missouri and then over to San Diego, right? Now four years with the Sockers. And, of course, you've signed uh, and, and signed a five-year contract extension last season. So, you know, we've, we've, we've got our claws on you and our paws on you with those big old goalie gloves. But uh, you've had an opportunity to play with slash have to battle against some great keepers in your time, whether it's a Danny Waltman or Chris Toth, you know, players to learn from. And uh, also it's meant that it's been a battle for a guy like you. You, you got a little Tommy Pham in you, a, a later bloomer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, so I, I came into the MASL um, or not MAS, MISL after I, uh, I was released from the Kansas City Wizards. So I was in the MLS for, for a few years, for about three, three or four years. And then I, um, when I was released, I became a coach for the academy. Then the comments popped up. And they were like, hey, come out for, you know, invite-only tryout. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Oh, yeah, I just, (laughs) I was getting lit up left and right. So I was Danny's backup. They brought him in uh, to be the face of the, the organization. Never met the guy and, you know, I don't know if he's watching or not, but to be honest, I wasn't the best teammate. I, I had a lot of growing to do. I was very young in that aspect because I had this chip on my shoulder. You know, I came from the MLS. And, then you know, you're playing indoor. Well, it's just a different game. And I, I was very humbled. And Danny was was there throughout the process of me learning and, and kind of showing me the ropes and being patient. Um, he was very honest with me, too, um, about the decisions I made. I mean, it was one time. He's going to laugh about this, but there was one time where we had a fine system. And me, I was, I was, you know, I had my boys. Um, I have two boys in Kansas City, you know, and at the time they were babies. So, you know, I had to bring up the daycare in the morning. And it was, it was tough to get the, the training session on time or at least 30 minutes before in the locker room. So I would show up sometimes 10 minutes before practice started, rush, and, you know, there was a fine system. Mm. So what I did, I just basically bought a ping pong table for the locker room and said, hey, this is, 
There we go. This is for all the days I want to be. I want to be late. Here, here's a ping pong table for the locker room. Guys didn't take kindly to that. You know, they didn't respect that. It wasn't a good, a good thing for me to do, even though they enjoyed it. But, um, you know, he was honest with me, saying, "Hey, man, that's not cool." Uh, so, you know, I learned from that, and um, I kind of started taking it serious and, and understanding what I need to do uh, for the team because it's just, you know, it's only five guys on the field. Um, well, six guys, sorry. Um, and it's just, it's, it's just not easy to, to make that transition from outdoor to indoor. So it was, it was a two, two year learning curve for me behind him. Um, That's a great moment though, Boris. That's a great anecdote in that you thought you were prepaying your fine in a way that was kind of humorous and would help your teammates. You probably figured your teammates would love it. And instead they're like, hang on. Here's this guy from MLS who thinks he can just write a check and then show up late every day while we're hit while we're here in the in the locker room and right so it's, it was a lead balloon of a of a of a statement in a way. Yeah, I'm not proud of that, um, but uh, definitely helped me be the player person that I am today because I think yeah. I learned more about myself in the game uh, in the indoor world as opposed to the outdoor world. Fascinating. Now. Uh, fast forward to when you came here to San Diego when it was truly a timeshare, right? It was, mm-hmm. was kind of half you, half Chris. And sometimes it was chopped home and road. Sometimes it was chopped up based on this, that, or the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, at the same time, what an athletic duo. And, and you're talking about the back-to-back goalkeepers of the year. <laughs> yeah. And I think maybe going back three years, if I remember right, uh, in the conference, uh, in terms of you guys, you know, uh, how much fun is it for you specific to that matchup when you face Chris Toth head to head now? Um, I mean, it's the same because the only goalkeeper I actually really wanted to play against was Danny. Just because we know what we both can do and how it's always going to be uh, competitive. Because I yeah. know how he thinks and he's going to look over across the field, look at me and be like, all right, I'm going to one up you. And it's just, you know. You get that vibe and you start getting hot. So with Chris, Chris is, is the same way. So it's like, you know, you never – it's just – you can't slow down. Um, you have great goalkeepers in the conference. Chris playing against Ontario many times. It's just going to add uh, a lot more entertainment to the games because, I you know, we all know what Chris can bring, um, how solid he is and the saves he can make and keep his team in it. Um, and you know, I, I want to match it and, uh, you know, try and, try and, try and beat them out that game. And then that's, that's usually what it is. It's like goalkeepers union, but also kind of that, that, uh, competition between each other that, that pushes us all. I love it. There's definitely a head to head fire in Boris Pardo when it's never more evident than when you're in a shootout situation. You've, you've, and I'm, I'm going to knock on what does I say? And I've got some right below me, but you've had some real good luck uh, so far in your soccer's career in shootouts and staring down guys from LSO, Ian Bennett, Frank Tayu, and we could kind of go down the list uh, of guys that you have, have managed to stop uh, over the course of time head to head. When you're in that moment where you know it's five seconds to score and it's 1v1, what, what are the things that you're trying to do to either get into the head of the attacker or to stay out of your own head? Um, yeah, you can't get stuck in your own head. 
because then you'll freeze. And um, now you just try and read them as much as possible. You want to bait them at your approach, the angle, because he has only a couple seconds to see the goal. And then he puts his head down, and he's going to make his decision whether to shoot or to take you on. Some players have already made that decision beforehand that they're always going to take a goalie on. Some players mix it up. Um, some players are going to shoot right away all the time. So, you, know, you have to, you know, watch games around the league and see if you can get a little piece um, to study and, and to do some homework on. But for the most part, you know, you want to – I don't want to get caught too far out of goal because obviously Marcio Lete, he he punished me for that. And it's not the first time he's done that. He's done that a few times when I was in KC. Um, but I, you know – when I was in KC, I have stopped him before. So, I was, you know, <laughs> I just I, – I forgot that how good he is to dribble around goalkeepers. So, I think I was a little overexcited on that one. So, I had to be a little more composed and, and not to get drawn out too much. But, yeah, you just try and read them, bait them, and then and hope you, you cover the angle as best as you can. That's some incredible stuff. Well, it was a, it was a crazy journey for the San Diego Sockers this year was certainly a lot different than anyone anticipated uh, or, or expected. In, but it's the, like I said before, it's the same for everyone. That's the one good thing about this is it's the same for everyone. Either people were done with their season anyhow, and they're off into the off season or for all the combatants, we all think we would have won, you know, yeah. and <laughs> we all think that in the end it was going to be us holding up the cup. So there won't be a, a, a winner this year, probably. Uh, but it'll be curious. I, I guess kind of the last thing on that note is, is it time for the league to just kind of put up the flag and say it's all right to start free agency and, and start the official offseason and say the 2019-2020 season is over? I think it's safe to say that. I don't know what the holdup is, to be honest. <laughs> I think uh, they need to announce the champions. I think they need to announce um, what the plan is moving forward. Because I think – Right now, as a society, we all need to know or what's going to happen moving forward instead of being stuck here. I think we're all already kind of tired of being inside, and and um, but we have to respect what's going on and understand that we all have to be safe. So I think this is a way to, though, to move forward in the plan for the future um, of what's best for the league and teams to prepare for next season. Um, I don't know how the whole free agency, um, you know, how – what the time frame is to to talk to players or, or whatnot, but um, I think it's I think it's safe to say that it's okay to move forward now. I don't know what the hold is. Yeah, I mean, by this time last season, uh, I think Florida had already signed six guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they were moving quickly to to get a solid team for sure. Well, that definitely worked out. Uh, and, and to win, you know, I guess that's one thing that we'll always have and remember from 2019, 2020 was that 2019 world cup in Australia and going to battle and, and seeing our teammates on, on Mexico prevail and then kind of also having that experience. I mean, we, whether the, or not the U S won and they didn't win, but we had those two weeks in Australia together. That's something to always remember. Yeah. That was oh, what an amazing time. I mean, the trip, from start to finish was fantastic. You know, it was a little unfortunate that we had check on. They were on their, you know, their backs were against the ropes, and then um, their goalkeeper just started playing that sixth attacker and uh, put us on our heels. And 
it just kind of chipped away but they're so calm and composed they didn't change a single thing they didn't get rattled and we all respected that and that was um it was tough to handle uh, in Mexico I mean all those players are fantastic every single one of those players that Mexico brought down they're all amazing I mean you have two you have, I, I, I respect Verna Valdovino so much such a good goalkeeper Reynoso is such a good goalkeeper and um, they alternated half throughout the entire tournament. And so yeah. it was like, how do you get a rhythm? How do you get momentum? But it worked out. Um, they both bought into it. Um, but, you know, the players, they, they pull through. And they're the ones playing on the field. You know, they're the ones um, making those decisions in the moment. And they, they made it happen. Um, uh, and we were on the sideline. I, I mean, I was there supporting. I was there jumping up and down, yeah. cheering for them. Because when you're – you're halfway across the world on the other side of the world in Australia. And you have your, even though you're playing for another country, they're your friends you know, and, and you want to support them. And um, I hope that they do well. So super happy for them. Really. It was a really exciting time. That was the, the championship. The soccer can celebrate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> From 2019, 2020. I mean, we had between <laughs> players and staff, we had 10 people on that team. So uh, yeah. that, that was a, that was a pretty good, collective effort. Well, Boris, a great effort from yourself here today on Soccer's Overtime, the COVID quarantine edition. <laughs> we appreciate that you have stayed safe. Uh, we appreciate everyone that pays attention to us in their very small, humble way for staying safe. Uh, I, I will let it, because anyone who's at this point has watched or, or listened to the end, I'm going to let a little nugget drop. The Soccer's are making masks we have Soccer's branded masks that right. we're going to be pre-selling starting next week. So uh, we should be able to have them on market in like two weeks uh, and uh, pre-sale next week for folks if they want to go out and rep their Soccer's in style while helping keep their community from getting contagious. The only thing yeah. we want them to catch is Soccer's fever, baby. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. I like that. The mask. I'll get one for sure. Excited about that. Right on. Well, Boris, thank you so much, buddy. It's great to connect with you and uh, be well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. And I hope you enjoy all the little nuggets we put up over the course of part of the week. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. It's nice. It's nice. I really enjoy it. So thank you. appreciate it. Uh, and cheers. All right. Cheers. Uh, here's to you. Well, oh, mine's gone. Always <laughs> <laughs> fill up. Come yeah, on. there's Come to everyone else on Happy Cinco. Happy Cinco de Mayo.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.